welcome to True Story with me, your host, Lauren Dolman. Here is where I deep dive into my personal life where nothing is off limits. Get your tea, get your blanket, because it's about to get intimate. All stories are factual with names subject to change for legal purposes. Ready for a true story? We'll kick straight off into it. So today I'm obviously discussing my time um, in my high school. Um, if you go onto my LinkedIn, if you go onto you know anywhere, it's very public knowledge what high school I went to uh, went to, um, and as such is the title of this video. Now, I look back on my time in high school, and honestly, I think it shaped me for the better. I really do believe that there are some moments that we all experience in life that truly define how we're going to respond to difficulties and you know i i would say that i wouldn't change what happened would it have been nice to have had a good high school experience and enjoyed things the way others around me were enjoying them absolutely and i i'm grateful in a sense because i've had many apologies from the people that did cause me quite a lot of pain. Um, But that obviously doesn't rewire the past. It doesn't change what happened. And there's always room to speak up about something that happened that obviously caused you a lot of heartache. And um, this was a experience of mine that truly I feel impacted me um, in a number of different ways. And there are ways that I've like wanted to approach this. I've, I've felt angry. I've felt like I've missed out on something that I was meant to have. Um, but ultimately when I reflect back on who I was, um, in high school versus the woman that I am today and the woman that I'm still becoming, um, I see this pivotal time as something that developed me for the better. Um, and I want to get that just off the bat straight away. I joined uh, my high school quite late. So we had in Australia, it was year 10, 11, 12. So I joined in year 10. And right off the bat, people really did um, like me and we got on quite well. But I was, I I already had friends there that I'd known previously. And I definitely had my, um, my, I, I had a way of just wanting to be friends with kind of everybody. And I was that girl that just like went to all the different groups and sat around with them. <laughs> Kingsley, I've got my little puppy um, and he's just playing with something. I think a cracker, oh, yeah. And um, you might hear him in the background. And I, I enjoyed maybe the first couple months of being at this new school because as I said, everyone was being super welcoming and uh yeah there was there was no dramas really um the dramas happened when i'll I'll tell you where it started um you know i got a couple facebook messages and i joined facebook when i was 16 years old which was super late like everybody else had had it since they were about 13. um and i was getting these like friend requests and messages um And then I'd come into school and they'd be like, oh, why didn't you accept me? Or why didn't you reply? And I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I actually don't go on it that much because back then I really didn't use social media the way that I'm so present on it now. So that was like the first weirdness. 
And then, you know, I think I was starting to get um, the attention of guys, which is fun. Like when you're at that age, you do, you get the attention of guys. And I think I was right. I was like 15 or something. So yeah, maybe the timeline was a little bit wrong on that. I don't think I was 16. I think I was 15 when I got social media. That sounds more accurate. Um, yeah. And the guys were just like, you know, coming over to me and they, back then it's like super normal for guys to pull a girl's shirt up or pull a girl's shorts down. And now you look back as an, as an older, more mature adult. And you see that that's like, you know, people would class that now as sexual assault. Like if I was in the office and a guy just like pulled my shorts down, um, or lifted my shirt up, a shirt up, that's sexual harassment. But obviously back then it's just, oh, that makes me uncomfortable, but it's okay. He's just flirting and, um, I'll just walk away and laugh and get away from the situation. So that happened to me. And honestly, it didn't affect me. Like I'm not out here claiming sexual assault. It did not affect me. That stuff happened all the time. And I would just sort of like peruse, peruse my way out of it and whatever. Um, so I had like some guys that were starting to ask me out. And these guys were in this group that were very like, not like me, like they were very into their drugs, they were into heavy drinking, they were going to parties, they like just, you know, and I was so, so naive and innocent. And I just wanted to like make little movies when I got home or read or write. I loved writing. So, you know, when I was going home, I was doing like singing practice. I was doing all kinds of things, but at the very least I was on social media. And at the very, very least was I, you know, I wasn't drinking. I, I still to this day, like I've never smoked a cigarette. Like I'm pretty straight and narrow when it comes to that. Um, and I, I definitely didn't care that they were doing it because it's just like each to their own. Um, and that's fine. But I also kind of felt uncomfortable that they would always talk about the fact that I didn't do anything like that. Um, so these guys started like asking me to go to these parties and I would always say no. Um, these guys would ask me like to go out with them and I would say no. Kingsley, stop. Chill, boy. <laughs> He's like fully getting angry right now at this cracker. Shh. So I was saying no to these guys and then I was getting messages like, oh, you're just so judgmental. You think you're so much better than everyone else, blah, 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 blah. And they kind of plugged into this other group, which was a girl group. And they were like really clicked together. They had known each other for years, like since primary school. And I was I was kind of sitting with them now and then when I first started, but they wanted me to like commit to like exclusively just sitting with their group. And I was like, nah, nah, I'm not going to do that because I don't believe in it. I don't, I don't think that's how the world works. I think you should network around and, you know, that's partly something that was in me obviously then, um, as a high school student, uh, has led into my adulthood because now I'm, you know, building quite large networks and, um, and I know how to do that. So it's kind of a good technique. So if you feel like you don't have a group and you feel like you're kind of this floater that just goes around and like knows a bit of everyone and is friends with a bit of everything, then it's not a bad thing at all. Don't feel like you need to settle into like a comfort zone um, in terms of a friendship circle. I don't think that is going to be beneficial if you've got like really big ambitions because you need to know how to communicate and how to like build relationships. 
um, especially for business, 100% for business. Um, yeah, so then it was kind of like a case that that guy group plugged into that girl group. The girl group was kind of mad at me because, you know, oh, she thinks she's better than everyone else because she doesn't want to commit to just sitting with us. And then the, and this is like so high school petty, like it's so stupid. I, even back then I was like, this is pathetic. Like I just don't agree, whatever. Um, and then the guy group were like, oh, she thinks she's too good for us. Like she doesn't want to hang out, blah, 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 um, blah, 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 blah. So they both started getting a bit like catty with me. And it was, it was like stupid stuff. Like this one girl, um, I dropped my hat and I was walking past her and she said, oh, Lauren, you dropped your hat. So I turned around and I said, oh, thank you. Yeah, that's mine. And she said, stop. And she grabbed the hat, threw it into some dirt and stomped in it and like freaking tried to destroy this hat. And I remember just looking at her thinking, you're like so mean, but also like so troubled to think, like for your mind to even go there. Um, so I was like, okay. So I picked up my hat and I walked off. And I said, bitchy, but okay. And then this girl next to her was like, did you just call her a bitch? And I was like, well, she didn't do something that would make me call her kind. And I just walked off. Um, but yeah, I was like public enemy number one for basically saying that something someone did was bitchy. And that is the story of my life. Like if ever somebody does anything to me, it's not the person who started it. It's your reaction that gets the most trouble. Like me even speaking out about bullying. Um, it's not the fact that somebody hurt me in my past. It's that I'm speaking out. Oh, Lauren, you're causing drama because you're speaking about something that happened so long ago. It's like, no, it's like a part of my story. And when you tell stories, things are always in the past. I can't tell you a story that hasn't happened yet. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting how people love to just get angry at um, the people who are literally doing nothing wrong, just standing up for themselves. It's hilarious and it'll happen a lot. Um, but hang in there because it builds character and it builds strength. And if you want to do anything successful in this life, then you have to have a lot of it. Um, yeah, so this guy group, they, they got a little bit like malignant and I'd get to my locker and they tip tuna on it or they tip tuna on me. Um, one guy like sat on my neck and like started like dry humping my, like the back of my head whilst I was in my locker. Um, I'd have them like try and, as I said, lift my shirt up, pull my shorts down, stupid, stupid crap. I'd walk to class and someone would just bash all of the books out of my hand and a guy would pick me up and throw me in a bat bush. Um, I would stink, I call it bat bush because it was like literally a bush underneath a tree and the tree had like a heap of bats and they would just crap into this bush. So I would like reek of bat poo. So I'd like walk to the office and ask for a change of clothes and then they'd be like, why? And I'd be like, I fell into the bat bush, but really I was like thrown in because I'm so small, the boys think it's funny to throw me in there. I had cans of beans thrown at my head. I went to the office because I had like a lump on my head from like being so badly bruised because somebody thought it was funny to throw a can of beans at me. Um, it was just like shit. Like it was not nice. People just... And it wasn't everybody, but it was definitely these just two key groups and they just loved it. They thought it was hilarious. Um, 
And, you know, the teachers weren't that great either. Like when it came to actually helping me out and um, pinpointing what was going wrong, me avoiding going to my locker to get the things that I needed for class um, because I was scared that I was going to get like physically harassed. Um, they never noticed. They just like put it down to an organization or something. Um, when I would turn up to class late, um, you know, it was never noticed that it was because I was just trying to avoid my locker and trying to avoid walking to my locker because it was often times when I was walking alone that, that they would like grab me and push me around. I'm so distracted by Kingsley right now. He's just scratching at the door. Oh my gosh, you're so cute. Um, yeah, so these guys were honestly horrendous and I've had two apologies from the like main culprits of the guys. And then the other guy, I don't know, the last thing I heard, someone told me he's like got two baby mamas. So I do not care. I could not care less. Like he could be a millionaire and I, I could not care less. He could be doing really well and he could be doing really bad. I do, I do not care, but it just, I, I began to be very flinchy and I would flinch a lot. And if people like wanted to touch me, like just put, put their arm around me or something, I was very flinchy because I was, my brain was becoming conditioned to expect the unexpected all the time, um, which is something that I worked through with my therapist, um, cognitive behavioral therapy to stop me from like overreacting and flinching and, and panicking and um, struggling to like walk into, um, dense situations where there's like a lot of people yeah so it was like a real struggle from that um the last part was you know towards the end of school i was in this like girl group thingy for drama class and this girl just didn't like me being a part of that group um she spread this rumor about me everyone believed her i walked into school one day and literally like everybody went silent and looked at me and some guy approached me and said you're a fucking bitch for what you did to her and I was like did did what to who like what is going on and um I tried to approach this girl and she was like she just burst into tears and everyone thought I'd done something horrible to her and I was like I'm so confused I'm, I've still got the screenshots like I messaged this girl and was like you know I didn't do it she was like I know you didn't do it and I'm like so why are you telling everyone that I did this thing and she was like Oh, uh, I don't know. I just made an assumption and I said, well, your assumption is costing me like my peace because I was getting death threats. She was quite, I don't understand it. She was really like, yeah, people liked this girl. Um, a lot of people didn't, but the people that were like the most vocal, the people who were pretty aggressive um, and liked to throw their weight around, definitely did and definitely made it known that they didn't like me and they were going to basically attack me um, because it made them feel good defending her for something that I didn't do. Um, and yeah, I remember I walked, I walked into class and they'd like moved my seat. Um, they told me they were going to be somewhere after school. They weren't there. I waited for an hour. I, I went on the bus. Uh, I caught like the last bus home because my parents work late. Like my parents weren't home when I was a kid. Um, after school. Um, so I'd get home and they rocked up, like all of them, one of them had a license and got to my house and started like banging on the windows, banging on the doors. And I called my mum and my mum wanted to call the police and get them for trespassing. Um, but I asked them to not because I knew how important 
um, university was for two of them. Um, and I didn't want that interfering with anything. So it's interesting. I look back and I think I was so, um, I was so caring for people, even if they were trying to hurt me. Um, yeah. And then I got, I got an apology a couple years later. And then after that, some people, you know, disappeared off the map, but a lot of them are still friends. Like a lot of them only have each other that they did from school. And that is like, I don't know. I just think like they, the the best thing for them would have been to like separate and part ways and just actually live life and understand really what the world is about. Because I think the best thing that I ever did was move to the UK and live in like, I think I lived in, I lived in two different cities in the UK. Um, I traveled a lot and I went to the Middle East alone um, and now I've got friends in Malta, I've got friends in Canada, America, Dubai, Florida, um, obviously the United Kingdom, um, Australia, New Zealand, um, even parts of bloody India, <laughs> because they're so like spread apart. And all of these different cultures and all of these different um, walks of life teach me. And um, yeah, I don't wish them bad I just wish them growth to be honest um and I don't see that I really don't see that and um even recently like one of them posted something about me and the same people were making a mockery of me you know because I was talking about bullying from high school and yeah it just it just highlights to me that some people are just gonna have a different life to you and and that's gonna be okay and I don't need to have ambition for others I just have to have ambition for me um I think I just have this thing I want everyone around me to be successful and I believe everyone around me can be I like push my friends day in and day out to like start the business and you know people who are close can fully testify to that um and whenever I've got connections I share them like a thousand times over I share them um, but yeah, that was my high school experience. It was not fun. Like I, I, I went to graduation and I didn't say goodbye to anyone. I walked out of there about hundred, hundred meters ahead of everybody else walking out of there, um, flipped my finger up at the college when I walked out. Um, yeah, I've left a few details out, but like I was, I was, the people were so harsh with me about the thing that happened with that girl that I was receiving death threats. And so, you know, I was anxious, I was getting therapy, I was on medication, and I was actually like trying to um, focus on wanting to survive this and wanting to live. Because, you know, when you're young, you have a lot of opportunity to make really positive pathways and thought patterns, but you also have an opportunity to make really toxic negative ones. And that experience was not making positive patterns in my brain. It was making me believe things about me that wasn't true. I believed things about myself like, um, no one, no one likes me. Um, no one could like me. Um, I am not a person someone would want to be friends with. I'm unbelievable. People won't believe me if I tell them the truth. 
you know, because this girl who spread this rumor about me, it it it, it was such a such a stupid thing that happened. But the magnitude it led to, like I was getting anonymous things just telling me to kill myself. I was getting messages from guys from that group telling me to kill myself, and I had a lot of ostracization from the whole experience from my from my peers in my grade. So I definitely had to learn inner strength, um, independence, and that, you know, if I can't love me, no one else is going to. And I had to really dig deep. So when I left school, I didn't do anything for six months except just really like focus on getting better and coming off the medication, coming off the medication, traveling. um, And I did so well. I did so well. And I'm proud of the younger me who took myself to the therapy classes, who took myself to the cognitive behavioral training groups that they had in the community. Um, I pushed myself to fitness and I pushed myself to social situations. I traveled to the UK twice on my own. I traveled to the Middle East, Dubai, Abu Dhabi on my own. I did so much that I thought was never gonna be for me because I believed in myself. Um, and I think, you know, as I said, right at the very beginning of this, you know, it doesn't matter what people do to you. People are going to make you feel so useless, useless, worthless, like you've got no value at all. But there's always going to be somebody who sees that in you and who believes that in you. And if it's not somebody, let it be you, because that is what pulled me through and, and it's all it's like literally gone from strength to strength. I had a very blessed upbringing. You know, up until moving to Australia, I was in a top private school, one of the most expensive in the UK. I was, um, I had lots of friends. I never had drama. I never had difficulties. And everybody was very mature. Um, we sat at in a dining hall and we had. Um, meals together with like silverware and that to some of the people I went to school with is um, crazy but for me that was my normal so it was polarizing coming to Australia and that's definitely something that I can share on Um, but what I will say is I had an extremely blessed childhood and if I had continued on that track I don't think I would have learned um, so much that I've learned today So with that said, I'm going to close it. But if you have ever been bullied in your life, it lingers. And there's going to always be um, catalyst moments in your memories that really do trigger you. Um, So I just I just encourage you that that is sometimes a weekly, sometimes a daily uh, habitual workaround. You've got to work on yourself like all the time. And it's um, it's not something that has to be tiring. It's it can become a part of who you are. And uh, that's what I want to leave with today because the only person who can dictate your life is not some situation, is not someone who wants to, you know, cause you pain for literally no reason. It's you. You have full ownership of that. So take hold and just let me know how you did it because I've had so many people come and tell me their stories and um, already I'm I'm just so impressed by people's strength to uh, get on and get it. All right. Bye guys.